15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Better Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your, wow, I love this bathroom, bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change and withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender first commonwealth bank member fdic welcome into dc on screen episode 343 this is a dceu news episode if uh if uh the people in charge have talked about it or if it's been in a movie that's been released we're going to be talking about it so shield your virgin ears i'm your host david c robertson this my co-host jason goss hi and did any of you guys know that we once built a snowman together? It was glorious. His name was Hoss Goss Robertson. Because he was a Hoss. Uh, right. Or I just like the way the Hoss Goss sounded. Yeah. Yeah. It had a good, so, had a good vibe to it. Um, he, he ended up with a decent following on Facebook for a while there. <laughs> his, yeah, his profile's still there. Yeah, it's still around. Um, I believe, is, is the remainder of him still in the freezer, Jason? Oh, that finally passed. Oh, what happened? It finally passed. Um, I, I had a snowball of him for uh, for a couple of years, actually. That it, it managed a couple of years, and finally, just the ravages of time and opening a freezer door took their uh, took their toll. It doesn't oh, matter how delicate you are. Have... You you just you open it, and eventually, I looked in there, and there was like a little half an ounce of ice. Oh, <laughs> poor little guy. Wasn't he in a plastic bag though? Yeah, it was in a plastic bag. It's just, you know, you, you don't realize it, but every time you open your freezer door, you let in just enough, uh, you know, heat for it to do something. And just uh, over time, over time. I would have preferred to have not found out this way. I was uh, hoping to do it in public so you couldn't make a scene. Mm. It's going to invite you to a <laughs> restaurant, but this yeah. was much easier. So I wouldn't go through the hole. It was your wife, wasn't it? She always resented Hoss. Right. <laughs> you know, she, she dutifully sighed, rolled her eyes, and ignored that bag. For as long as it took me to throw it away. Bless her heart. That is exactly what I wanted to hear. Yeah. No, she was kind about it. No, we, we had, we, this I thing didn't. was, was actually like my height when we were done with it. We had to, we yeah. had to shove whatever the things that are, that are, that go in like fences, those little slits. We had to like shove one of those in the back of it and into the ground to, to reinforce it. This was in, this was like in a strange time where Alabama had a winter. <laughs> yeah. That one time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or like this year, Alabama literally had one weekend of winter. Mm-hmm. It was a weekend. Period. And I was out in it, though. I mean, there was, we had, uh, we had more than one weekend. It was like split up into yeah. like, you know, staggered weekends. <laughs> I mean, we had a couple of cold days, but it was just, I, it was weekend. I mean, I mean, we've got listeners right now that are sitting there in several feet of snow. Buddy, I went out today in shorts. Yeah. Short sleeves. But we're sitting in several feet of pollen yeah, yeah. at this point. <laughs> so there is that. <laughs> Hence why I'm sick. Uh, still sick. Yeah. Still not nearly 100%. But hanging anyway. in strong. 
you know, doing what I can. Um, speaking of that, news? Plowing? Uh, Into news? Yeah, and uh, take heart, people. This one's going to take some... Uh, well, be strong. There's some good stuff, and there's some not great stuff, and... Uh, yeah, we'll talk about it and see what we think about it, how we feel about it. Wasn't it like last week we went, that was a lot of good news. That was great stuff. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of that's moot now. <laughs> yeah. just, <laughs> I mean, it's not the worst stuff in the world, but, you know, it's a little, eh, what's happening? Yeah. What's right. happening, WB? In any case, you've been warned. Um, just brace yourselves. Yeah. So it's by being widely reported that uh, Patty Jenkins is saying that Diana is the true god killer. Um she, uh, Diana was the real gift that Zeus left behind for the, to protect the Amazons. Uh, she says she is the weapon that can kill Ares, not the sword. She doesn't know her destiny, but there's a growing warrior spirit inside of her. Now that's cool. That's I pretty cool. That. I can dig that. That's pretty cool. Uh, Gal Gadot, who, by the way, had her baby, Maya. Oh, uh, healthy. So congratulations. Yeah. Congrats. Seems to be. Seems to be. Uh, sure she's explaining. Gorgeous little person what? waiting to happen. Absolutely. Uh, explained why all audiences will go see Wonder Woman, not just the girls, you know. She says, this is a truly universal story. It's such a universal story. It's a beautiful story about a beautiful soul trying to save the world and doing battle. And she doesn't know much about what she's getting into. She's very naive, but the love of her life is educating her and showing her in a very sophisticated way. Uh, he shows her the reality that she got into. It's just a beautiful love story about a girl who's growing up. Okay. Sounds nice. <clears throat> yeah, I can deal with that. Uh, now, unfortunately, this is going to be where it kind of takes a turn. Uh, this has been all over the internet. Everyone's... I feel like they don't have a lot to go on, but they just so desperately... Like, the naysayers just so desperately want to make Wonder Woman into something bad. Mm -hmm. uh, apparently, there's a still in the trailer of uh, Wonder Woman's armpit. I just sound so stupid. <laughs> but people you're, are getting You're going to feel silly it. even reporting this, aren't you? I, I already do. <clears throat> okay, um, well. So a lot of people, and I've seen it's a lot of guys, a lot of men, you know, uh, talking about this. This, what I actually chose to quote here is from a woman, I think. You know, I didn't double check that. Shannon Carlin <laughs> at Refinery29. I, I mean, I've, I've just realized that some men are named Shannon. That's it's true. rare, but it happens. Uh, anyway, whoever this person is, they said, it's really hard to believe that Wonder Woman, who has been on an island filled with strong women... Her entire life is worried about waxing and then bleaching her pits to make sure there isn't a hair left on those babies. With Wonder Woman standing in as an example of female strength, it would have been exciting to see her with a little hair under her arms to prove that women, even those who are superheroes, don't have to cater to beauty standards that are meant to make them more attractive to men. There are other people online echoing the sentiment saying that she should have leg hair, she should... Look, female shaving in this country all seems to stem, when you look into it, seems to stem not from necessarily a male concept of beauty, but from an intense desire to sell shaving accessories to 100% of the population. <laughs> that, yeah, that's that's a lot of it, yeah. It's, but uh, hair uh, removal it's, for uh, both sexes. A little bit like the um, cleanliness is next to godliness. Uh-huh. That's an ad campaign. Don't, yeah. don't fool yourselves. That's an ad campaign. Absolutely. But and it uh, sold the yeah. crap out of some soap. It did. And uh, hair removal, though, for both sexes in different cultures, including the Greek culture, has been going on for hundreds of years. You can look it up. It's all on the interwebs. You can look at it. You can. It doesn't take a genius. I did it. And I'm not going to go into it all. 
But uh, I, I just feel like if we're going to look at it through the prism of uh, what seems to be the most widely held form of modern feminism, Wonder Woman should be able to groom and dress herself however she feels without body shaming. <laughs> like people shouldn't be like you're not a feminist you shave your pits then what i, I mean any, she's anyone, wonder woman anyone really deserves that right that's kind of what we're all going right. for here um and i'm i'm not saying that to make excuses because i don't care either way i'm well, fine with hair no i don't one, mind hair no one got on to um a kryptonian or an atlantean for manscaping either no but those no are some shaven people but, I mean, for real, like, if I saw Wonder Woman and she had hairy pits and hairy legs, I would go, mmm, Wonder Woman. <laughs> and <laughs> just like now, I see her shaven and I go, mmm, Wonder Woman. Yeah. This is a uh, a farcical news cycle. Is that is that the best way I can put it? It is. They're, they're trying hard. And, by the way, she's been hairless for 75 years, and this is the first I'm hearing of any of these complaints. Yeah. So, I mean... Uh, can't, just take heart. I'm sorry that she's, you know, not the uh, burly, hairy feminist that some of you want, but, I, I mean, I don't know. She's at least staying close to the source material. Yeah, and by all accounts, uh, all of the, the people who've seen it seem to say that it's a strong female character, so come on now. Let's just... Yeah, suck it up. Get, get behind what Onward we have here. Upward. It's a silly thing. It's a This is all just silliness. Silly thing. I, uh... All right, let's let's run away from this. Can we run away from this? Absolutely. What can we run into? Uh, Patty Jenkins actually officially announced like that we've been talking like we talked about it before, but she officially announced now. She says the legend Ann Wolf by Ann Wolf Boxing, the boxer Ann Wolf is our Artemis. Uh, who else should be one of the great? Uh, oh, sorry. Who else should be one of the greatest warrior Amazons, but the best female boxer in history? So, uh, very cool. That is, yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm down with that. Mm -hmm. Um, word is that there's going to be a Justice League trailer possibly at WonderCon. Um, okay. that is in Anaheim, California, March 31st through the through April 2nd. Uh, the DC panel will be on April 1st from 4 30 p.m. to 6 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. Uh, so there's just rumors that Justice League is going to be dropping a trailer. Everyone kind of keeps ignoring the fact that, you know, they might be showing some footage from Wonder Woman. <laughs> this is the new, the, you know. I, I don't know. Uh, I would whatever. be ignoring it, too. Like, I'm going to see the movie. I don't need any extra, like, just just, just air the movie. See, for me, that's that's true of both of these things. Yeah, I, I It know. says DC Although, I, Justice League, I would like another trailer. I, would, I wouldn't mind another glimpse at, at what they're up to. Um but Wonder Woman, I, I, I feel like don't. I have I, I I have everything I need. You just you're just ready to like yeah. icky, icky thump it right into the theater. You ready? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I don't blame you. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I mean the 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 rumors say that Ben Affleck's going to be there presenting, and that'd be fine. It's all rumor though, so far. Um, we'll see. <laughs> Henry Cavill's still trolling the fans with Green Lantern stuff. Yeah. He, uh, <laughs> He had a picture of him working out, and he says, Since I came off the old knee injury, I've been steadily increasing my training workload. I know it's irritating when people say this, but it genuinely does feel so good to be back in it. I'm not destroying myself every day, just working towards improvement by pushing hard enough to elicit change. Nothing funny to post here. It's deadly serious, because I've got to make sure that I'm bigger than Green Lantern. Wait, what? <laughs> 
you know, is it bad that my favorite part of that is that he acknowledges is uh, he's acknowledging that it's really annoying when people talk about how they just got back to the gym. I know, man. It's and, and super like, annoying. They're, they're they're really it's so good to be in it and all that stuff. Like I'm always really happy yeah. for these people, but it's always you know, there's no way to have that conversation where you're like, uh huh, yeah, cool, and I didn't do that. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I would rather be that the guy that doesn't go than like the guy who's like. I don't know, kind of clearly not in shape, but still being like, oh, man, oh, man, I'm so sore. Oh, man, I love working out, though. Like, it was good to get back in it, man. Leg day. <laughs> Leg day was yesterday. Oh, man. Oh, it's so awesome. Like, oh, man, I'm not, I don't even know if I can, I don't even know if I can work my whole shift, man. Oh, I got a back day coming day. up. That's going to kill. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I do always envy those people because I don't know what it is that uh, that's lacking. I, I mean, I, 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 I enjoy working out um, and I enjoy the effects of having worked out. But and I don't like if I'm actually at a gym and you tell yeah. me to work out. Fine. It's great. Let's do this. Let's we'll rock and roll. I'll leave sweaty. I'll barely be able to control my arms on the drive home. I'll be fine. Have a good time. Uh, but but I'm, I'm too lazy to get to the gym. Mm-hmm. which yeah. is is just a problem. I need to actually be rich enough to just have a gym in like another room that taunts me. <laughs> you know, I think I want to clarify something I said. I don't actually like, I don't actually get aggravated. I don't think when the, the person is like clearly really in shape because I'm like just too mesmerized by their muscles. I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah. Cause <laughs> obviously, um, you know, but I kind of, <laughs> I kind of feel like I'm like, mm, nah. I mean, that kind of sucks for you because you know you're, you're not, you're obviously not in shape, and you're just going on about how you know it's great to be get back in the gym. You should go more often so it's not so hard on you. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I'm fat and I don't do any of this stuff. Yeah. Like you know, it's just uh, come on, guys, yeah. come on. But I'm, always, I'm always just happy for someone and and like sad that I'm not doing that. Because it probably yeah, should. you know I've known a lot of guys like you know like I said I'm a fat guy I, I run in fat circles. <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot of gym shame in my group. Um yeah well you know it's I've I've hung out with the guys that you know we, we we're like oh yeah we're gonna go to the gym we work out and we go home and eat like five pizzas yeah. Like, this is clearly not conducive to what we were just trying to accomplish. I know. No, we uh, worked up that appetite, buddy. One, uh, <laughs> I, I, I just used to spend so much time around musicians um, that, that I just I would eat, like, half a burrito and think, wow, well, this is more than they'll have in three days. <laughs> because they're poor and won't I'm get real go, jobs. Yeah, I'm going to go <laughs> stare at a peck of ramen and lose two pounds. <laughs> Well, you know, it's not just that. It's some of us the angst of being the sensitive artist. Yeah, well, what I've what I've what I learned in that time though is that um those people that sit around and practice guitar for like 8 hours, um it is it's a noble, it is absolutely noble. Just no getting around it. That mm-hmm. that is a, a hell of a feat and I I'm I congratulate anyone who has the tenacity to sit down and practice guitar for 8 hours and really perfect your craft and you have a goal and your passion and all that. Fantastic. But let's face it, for some of you that's because you don't have anything better to do like eat. Right. And for some of them still is, you know, like Mick Fleetwood spending six months snorting cocaine off a snare drum. Yeah. That'll, that, <laughs> that comes into effect too. Every once in a while. <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> uh, JK Simmons is reminding us that he has a very small role in justice league. 
he was talking about his movie All Nighter and uh, talked a little bit about, with Screen Crush, a little bit about Justice League. He says, my part in the first film coming out this fall is very, very small. It's a little introduction of the character. But whenever the next one gets off the ground, whether it's the Batman movie or the Justice League sequel, and I know these things are getting shuffled around right now, we thought we might be getting to work pretty soon on the Batman, but we'll see what the future brings. Hopefully that'll be another comic book character that I get to take two or three or four cracks at. Sounding a little unsure there, J.K. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, that's spreading, though. Um, <laughs> over to Aquaman. Aquaman has been delayed. Uh, it was initially already delayed from July to October of 2018, which made sense because they had, you know needed to give the Flash a little bit of time. Right. I.e. it was delayed indefinitely. To find itself. Right. Um, no, Aquaman. <laughs> you say it like it's like a wayward teenager who just graduated high school and has taken that year off from college to travel Europe. Yeah, yeah um, or, or like the, you know, the one of those breakups where it's like, oh, we're, we're just gonna, I'm just, you know, it's not really, we're just gonna separate for a while. I just need to find myself. Do you yeah. think a time frame on that? No, no, I don't, don't want to put a time frame on I just, you know, I don't know how we can go forward with all this going. Oh, God, it's just Barry. It's just Barry. <laughs> yeah. Barry Allen. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. That's oddly fitting. Yep. Anyway, so Aquaman has been de- now delayed to December of 2018. Um, now, all reports seem to suggest that production is ahead of, ahead of schedule. Ahead of schedule. Hmm. Uh, and that it's all, you know, moving um, <clears throat> swimmingly. <laughs> You couldn't help yourself. No, I mean, it's, fine. it's fine. I couldn't do it. I couldn't stop myself. But, um, no, I mean, there are lots of people saying this is a good thing. By and large, the media outlets are saying this is a good thing. Uh, and when they're all saying it's a good thing, it's probably a good thing. <laughs> you know, uh, mainly that October isn't really much of a of an action movie type of uh, time. You know, it's when all the uh, Oscar crap is coming out, the, the yeah. drama Oscar bait is uh is showing up and, and obviously horror there absolutely yeah and the move to uh which by the way i thought would have been kind of cool for james Wan. like i you know i understand moving to the hopefulness angle but with james Wan having been like a horror director i kind of really wanted to see him do like something horrific with aquaman a little <laughs> bit you know bottom of the ocean type stuff but yeah yeah and he might still but um by and large though i keep seeing people talk about how this is a uh a uh, confidence move um, putting it up against Star Wars and other big holiday releases. Is that going to be um, eight? 2018, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, oh, you mean episode eight? Yeah. Or is it going to uh, be one of the Rogue I think, series? I, I've, I've lost track of that entirely. I don't know. I think episode eight is this Christmas. Okay. <laughs> Last Jedi, okay. which I will be, I got to get caught up. Which, I mean, I, I guess I could just go and see it without seeing Rogue One because different time frames yeah but, it, it would um, not be a problem but um i gotta go support our boy hamill you know what i mean it, it, it's hamill i mean i watched uh i enjoyed the hell out of force awakens and got to that last bit and we see luke and i'm like dude what's he gonna say and then it just ends and i'm like no <laughs> i want to see of what course he has to I'll say wait two years to see what he says <laughs> uh, not that he was even they were amping him amping up for him to really say anything no he's completely uh there like a non-unit the entire movie and then he's there and you go yeah i just want to see him in action you know i just want to see him hanging out and doing his thing doing his thing yeah because he's a phenomenal actor 
Like, mm-hmm. it, it sucks that everyone just kind of ignored him after Luke Skywalker because he was Luke Skywalker, but whatever. He found better things to do. Yeah, it's like the Joker. Damn straight. And now he's doing, you know, the dark Luke Skywalker returns. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> kind of great. Do it. Do it. Anyway, um, I totally want James Wan's job. He's been posting uh, shots from, like, Indonesia and Hawaii. And, um, oh, my gosh, just gorgeous images. You, you sent like, me that, and I just I scrolled down. And, it was, like, glorious shades of blue with beach by it, every one of them. Oh, gorgeous. Looks like, and they're saying, like, some of it might be a stand-in for Amnesty Bay, but I don't even care. Like, it's just, just gorgeous. Man. It looks like, uh, you know... Some of it's like put putting like some of the uh, Themyscirin shots in the Wonder Woman trailer to shame. Mm-hmm. Just, oh man, take that for hope. Now, I, you know, if we actually get to the movies and they're all like desaturated and gray, I might be like, oh man, <laughs> what did you do? What did you do? Like a dog on, Come on, Dave, on the it, carpet. This movie wasn't like a Sandals Resort commercial. It was just a <laughs> <laughs> just shot at a place with a nice beach. Lots of layers of yeah. color you could play with. Yeah. So, um, kind of rough news. Pretty rough news, I guess. Uh, with hues of hope. Hmm. Um, One of the ben, Affleck, ben Affleck announced <laughs> that he's an alcoholic, apparently. Uh, he says, uh, well, not apparently. He did it. He did it on Facebook. He says, I have completed treatment for alcohol addiction, something I've dealt with in the past and will continue to confront. I could have told you that from his interviews. I want to live life to the fullest yep. and be the best father I can be. I want my kids to know there is no shame in getting help when you need it and to be a source of strength for anyone out there who needs help but is afraid to take the first step. I'm lucky to have the love of my life, sorry, the love of my family and friends, including my co-parent, Jen, who has supported me and cared for our kids as I've done the work I set out to do. This was the first of many steps being taken towards a positive recovery, which is fine. That's great. I'm Good glad for him, that he's... Honestly. Uh, yeah, Absolutely. Um, and a lot of, you know, people have been like, oh, what does that mean for the Batman? Well, I don't think it means anything. No, that, <laughs> it means this that, is all pretty regular for Hollywood. Um, I mean, not, not to sound too stereotypical, but it's Hollywood, man. People go to rehab all the time. It's Hollywood. And, um, you know, it, I, you know, I'm not being a dick here, but, uh, you know, I've watched a lot of Ben Affleck interviews. Sometimes it, one out of three of them, he's feels clearly like plastered. He feels like he might've had a couple. Yeah. Um, which, you know, again, it's Hollywood, so, I mean, who can blame the guy? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, amount, mean, of, the know, amount of stress that anyone's going through at any given point with just being in Hollywood, uh, much less actually mm-hmm. raising a family. Hey, come on, man. I mean, we all have our vices, yeah. and I, you got to congratulate him for, you know, taking a step and trying to do something positive. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, you know, when you look at it, though, I mean, if this – and there had been a couple of interviews lately. That could, you know – account for why he was so flip-floppy about whether he was directing Batman. It could have been that he decided that he was going to direct Batman, said that he was going to direct Batman on Kimmel, and then WB was like, yeah, but then after that you went on E.T. and were clearly, like, totally wasted. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Any of those narratives are possible. Um, And said, you know, like, look, we the the property's too important for you to be in the director's seat on this one. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I really don't know. I don't. I, no, you know, I, I wasn't I, there. I don't know any of this. I, I thought I saw a couple of uh, headlines just saying that uh, you know WB swears uh, his removal from the director doesn't have anything to do with that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, 
whatever. I it, I didn't see that, but maybe. I I, I saw sure. like a couple of things that indicated it, and it may or may not be true. Like this is one of those things where you'll never really know. You'll never know. Yeah. Like we we can TMZ now, it all day. Yeah. You'll never know how much that was an effect or was absolutely not an effect. It doesn't. It, mm-hmm. You just got to roll. Nicole with Sperling. It. Nicole Sperling over at Entertainment Weekly says that according to a source. Um, the addiction, alcohol addiction treatment actually didn't affect anything with the Batman. Okay. And that he's still working on the script with Jeff Jones. And Justin Kroll of Variety, uh, has said that, uh, Matt Reeves is contracted to work on Apes until the end of June, at least. So the production on Batman won't probably even start until 2018, which means that the Batman is going to be pushed back. Um... He, Kroll also says uh, that also means any casting rumors you hear are likely BS, saying that he wouldn't have time to meet with any talent till at least July. And there are also reports coming out that the Batman script is being rewritten from the ground up. Um, and, you know, they don't name sources. They just say sources close to the production mm-hmm. that it's being rewritten. Um, Joe Manganiello was on Pittsburgh Today Live, and he was asked... Uh, if he would be playing Deathstroke in the new Batman movie. And he throws his hands up and goes, maybe, maybe we'll see. Maybe, maybe we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Which doesn't, isn't incredibly hopeful. No, it's, um, it's a, a little flippant for a guy who's been going through training. Yeah. And I, you know, I wouldn't, I, at this point, I'm going to err on the side of optimism, honestly, just for the hell of it, because I don't have the energy to be bummed out right now. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Dave's um, sick. We're all facing stuff every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have the energy to be bummed out right now, so I'm going to guess that they are still reworking the script. Matt Reeves is going to be... He wants a script that, you know, he um, has a little more control over, that he has... Uh, that highlights some of his own... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, that plays to his strengths as a director. Oh, you know okay. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's probably where he's going with that. Uh, I, I, I hope that it's not a complete rewrite, but at the same time, you know, I don't want, I wouldn't want something that Affleck and Jeff Johns and Chris Terrio wrote that they just shoved in Matt Reeves hand and been like, all right, buddy, just make this. Um, I would want Matt Reeves to have a little more creative say if he was going to be directing the feature. Yeah. Like, uh, look at the news we've gotten from the last few weeks and I'm not saying this is right. Obviously I'm just saying this narrative Mm -hmm. makes sense. Matt Reeves mm-hmm. was going to direct, then wasn't going to direct, then now he's definitely going to direct. Yep. And the rumor was, well, he wanted more creative control. Okay. Well, that can explain a lot. You get back and you've already got a Chris Terrio, Affleck, John script that mm-hmm. uh, it, it, he comes back and says, no, I want the I want the ability to change whatever I feel like I need I, I need to change. If you, if you want me to do this, I want to do mm-hmm. this, but I'm, I'm going to, like you said, play to my strengths. So that if that dynamic is is true i feel like it can incorporate all the other information we're getting like uh, yeah. poor poor manginello could be sitting on the sidelines going i don't know they could write me completely out it could completely happen yeah because if if we're right about like wb caved to matt reeves saying i want this much control then manginello was probably told oh, well he he kind of has full control and we'll see what happens yeah same but time but that's not to say that he couldn't show up as an antagonist in a nightwing movie no, which would be fantastic. Um, yeah. It, it, but still, like, it would it 
it would allow for a lot of things. Like if that's all true, it still allows for Affleck and Johns and Terry, if he wants to, to, to be hopping in on this thing. They've got another few months to work on the script if they want to. They, mm-hmm. I mean, Affleck knows how to direct. I mean, he can probably start rewriting a little bit to cater to Matt Reeves' style if he wants to. Mm-hmm. I I doubt they're not going to take phone calls for a second. It's not like he can't. It's not like he can't call at Matt Reeves probably and say, <laughs> "Hey, we're thinking about this. We're going to rewrite a scene like this. Yeah. What do you think?" Probably has enough time to do that. Um, yeah, it's not like there's this giant know, wall, a wall of apes between him and Batman. <laughs> Isn't that always the way, though? People still have phones. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it, it, I think... Wait, Matt I, Reeves might be the only person in history who says, no, you don't understand, there was an entire wall of apes between me and yeah, Batman. Yeah, there was a warring wall of apes and, and, and uh, Woody Harrelson. I just, it was complicated. Sorry, I couldn't get to Batman. <laughs> but but it, it's, I, it's I, not I, necessarily the most damning thing. But it actually, it it's all, it's all weird right now, and it's a lot of weird... Uh, Batman, the entire production <laughs> has been just one weird set of, of news cycles after another. And this is yet another one, but maybe that's what we have. Maybe, maybe, maybe we have Matt Reeves being the guy who says, no, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do this the way I feel like doing it. And I mean, shit, you got to have the director do it the way he feels like doing it or it, it yeah. always ends up being crap. And if I'm being completely, well, not always, but eh, if I'm pretty, being completely pretty close to always. You know what? I'm pretty sure if Batman Returns, if they'd come in and been like, you know what, Tim? You don't have as much creative control. I think it would have been a better film. <laughs> Maybe. But, um, but then you go back with Schumacher. He wanted to make a better film than they let him make. Like It goes back and forth. That's true. It does go back and forth. I, yeah. It's, it's, uh, and yet, you know, how often does George Clooney get the blame for Batman and Robin? Like, oh, George Clooney ruined Batman. Like, no, <laughs> asshole. He didn't. <laughs> Warner Brothers ruined Batman mm. and Robin. Schumacher and Clooney did what did as they were told, and yet it was Schumacher that said bat nipples. Oh, none of us will forgive him for that. But yeah, if those suits didn't have nipples on them, that movie would still have been shit. It yeah. would have been awful. <laughs> but um, wait, don't blame Clooney when this is the same group of executives that gave no. you he- the the Jonah Hex movie, Catwoman. Uh, uh, you know, I'm not even took sure away Alicity. I'm really not. See, I mean, it may it's the same company, but it, I. I Fairly certain those executives are all different ones. Yeah, they've cycled. For the philosophy, most part. the philosophy a lot of seems uh, a lot of to have stuck around. I mean, I'm sure Joel Silver was still floating around. Probably John Peters. John Peters' <laughs> name was on Man of Steel and Batman v Superman. So I mean, I, he, that, I think it was anyway. I don't know. Maybe I just see it now in my nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um. So onto Green Lantern Corps now. Uh, tracking board reporter Jeff Snyder on Meet the Movie Press. Uh, spoke about um, <laughs> he, well he had a prediction that David Goyer would wind up directing Green Lantern he said I'm hearing David Goyer could very well wind up directing Green Lantern Corps himself when you look at screenwriters that are taking the plunge and directing these movies themselves we saw rumors last month that Simon Kinberg was going to direct the next X-Men movie David Goyer is responsible for this entire DC universe he wrote Batman Begins in the Dark Knight by the way not part of the DCEU just pointing that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wrote Man of Steel. He is the architect, if you will. Kind of. Uh, he is writing and producing Green Lantern Corps. So it's just very well what I've heard. Uh, one of those situations where he could be like, listen, I think I might, I, I may be the best guy for the job. Nobody knows this like I do. Um, now, um, Justin Kroll of Variety, someone I trust, says in regards to uh, Jeff Snyder's prediction, let's just say... 
WB is perfectly happy with Goyer just riding Green Lantern. <laughs> okay. So, there's that. Like, the David Goyer thing of him directing GL Core and maybe Suicide Squad 2, which is also a part of the mm-hmm. prediction that he might be doing that. Yeah. Uh, I don't want David Goyer anywhere. I don't want him writing anything. I don't want him directing anything. I'm done with David Goyer. Yeah. I don't ever want to see David Goyer work in comic books again. Yeah. Let him go off, do whatever he wants to do with puppet masters or whoever, whatever he wants to do. I don't care. I don't want him to do, I, I don't want him anywhere near comic books any, ever again. Uh, Goyer did, uh, Ghost Rider the Spirit Within or whatever it was. Yeah. And, uh, whatever that was called. The second Ghost Rider movie that was just weird. And um, uh, he did the Blade movies, which is probably the best thing he's done, I would say. Um, aside from working on the Dark Knight trilogy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, you know, you, you take the good with the bad. You know, all the great stuff that you could say, like, oh, look at this. He did in the Dark Knight trilogy. You could also go, like, oh, man, he doesn't get Batman at all. Look at the Dark Knight trilogy. So, you know. Okay, but he... look. All right, look at this as a... A trend. He he did the Dark Knight trilogy. Like we, we we've uh-huh. got that. All right. So Batman Begins. Okay. Dark Knight. <laughs> pretty great. Um, yeah. Dark Knight Rises. Erased all of it. Integrity gone. Um, In a lot of ways. Yeah. I feel that way. I, you know, I I speak strongly, and I, I, I you know I'm barely hyperbolizing, but as much as it'll annoy someone, that's how I feel. And mm-hmm. are we gonna let him book in this series too? So the DCU is gonna yes. like start with. Okay, and then I guess without his interference, maybe rise to great heights, and then we're gonna let him bookend it with with uh, Green Lantern and and just drive it into the ground. I mean, let's not say that it's risen to great heights, you know. Well, I don't want to be dishonest about it this. Hasn't I don't want to be at all yet, positive. but we have plenty of time between now and like twenty twenty. I I have a great fear that Patty Jenkins' Wonder Woman might be the the bright spot. As much as I love BVS, and I did, I loved it. I loved the director's cut. Uh, there were things I would have changed, of course, but I expect that of all of these movies. Sure. Um, Suicide Squad was fine. It wasn't great, but there were things I definitely enjoyed about it, and I wouldn't like you know shit on the entire universe because of it. No. And uh, and Goyer didn't even. I don't even think he had anything to do with that one. So I mean, that was all. <laughs> A, are working under six weeks of restriction and trailer houses making edits of a film, yeah. which should never happen. <laughs> but uh, I don't want, I mean, look, it all goes back to Goyer not liking Martian Manhunter and thinking he's a dumb character. Mm. You know, I've, you know, you can go either way on Goyer and be like, well, well, he did this and that was good. Or he did this and that was awful. And he did th- he doesn't understand DC. He doesn't care for DC. He's ashamed of what... He's ashamed of comic books. And yet still, still somehow works on them. That's, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's my point. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Army Hammer was <laughs> at uh, South by Southwest. And in a Screen Rant interview, he went to... Uh, they went. <laughs> he refrained from a paintball game uh, between Free Fire director Ben Wheatley and his co-star Charlton Copley and some bloggers on Stunt Ranch, uh, because apparently he's, he he tore his pectoral muscle clean from the bone (laughs) and he was kind of nursing that wound. That sounds like Uh, it sucks. Yeah, it does. He posted a picture of the bruise. It looked awful. Mm -hmm. So, uh, during the interview, he says, I'm okay. Now I'm in physical therapy. I have another month of that. 
and apparently he raised his his arm high over his head to demonstrate his hardiness, the reporter writes. I can still do um, this. But see, he had to refrain from the paintball. Yeah. Um, they asked him if he was still in the running to be in the Green Lantern Corps movie. He, he shrugs and says, I don't know, technically, because they haven't hired anyone. <laughs> and uh, his that's, co- that's co-star... That's just... Yeah. Oh, that is brilliantly vague. Yeah. His co-star Copley uh, said, like, gasped, they're making another one. <laughs> and Hammer said, I don't know if they're making another one. I'm not going to be hobbled for the rest of my life. Let's say that. And then he, and then, uh, Wheatley pointed, Ben Wheatley pointed out that Green Lantern doesn't really have to do a lot of fighting because of the ring, because the ring does all the heavy lifting. And Army says, you don't punch stuff in Green Lantern. You go like this. Oh, no, that, Wheatley says that. He said, you don't punch stuff in Green Lantern. You just go like this, holds out fist. And then a parachute or something. And Hammer goes, a fist! No, a fist comes out. And that punches them. <laughs> I'm a kid at heart. I mean, everybody's read comic books. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Ben Wheatley says, uh, it's weird that, he says it's strange that Hammer hasn't been a superhero yet. Because he looks like one. And Army Hammer goes, typecasting. <laughs> How dare you. Suggest I get a multi-million dollar contract. Don't you typecast me to be a rich person. Right. I'm going to move over to Suicide Squad 2. Um, <laughs> there are reports saying that uh, they might have a possible director for Suicide Squad 2. And I'm going to butcher this name, I think. But I'm going to try it. Uh, Jame Koyesera, who uh, directed uh, Liam Neeson in Unknown. He directed uh, Nonstop, Run All Night, and uh, Blake Lively's The Shallows. Uh, apparently, uh, and this is tracking boards, Jeff Snyder again, the guy that thinks that Goyer's going to be doing GL Corps, says uh, that he's uh, he's heard from his sources that, I'm going to try it again, Jame Koyesera <laughs> could be down for Suicide Squad 2. He says he is a homegrown filmmaker for Warner Brothers. That's where he did House of Wax, Orphan, Unknown, Run All Night. He delivers hits on a mid-sized budget. He can make a lot out of a little. He's a slick director. He's a diverse hire. He just wrapped the commuter, so his schedule is clear. That might be fair. Uh, Also being reported is, uh, and this is being widely panned, this news, so Mm -hmm. I wouldn't know. I haven't seen it. But apparently Warner Brothers is in talks to have Adam uh, Kozad, or Kazad, I don't know, uh, <laughs> to write Suicide Squad 2. This is the guy that did Legend of Tarzan. Oh, Lord. Okay. Didn't see this thing. No. I didn't see Legend of Tarzan I, I didn't. at all. Didn't. Like, I have nothing I didn't. No idea. I so, uh, saw the trailer and was like, crossed, ah, I've guys. seen Skarsgård half-naked enough. <laughs> By um, the way, you do realize that as a running trend for our show, the pronunciation of names is basically like a verbal version of the like you you put a million monkeys in a room with a typewriter and they eventually mm-hmm. get a Shakespeare play. Sometimes, if we try it enough, would, we finally get the name right. I would like to. I would like to finally get those right. Yeah. One of our one of our listeners told us that if we start getting names right, he'll stop listening. I think. Yeah. <laughs> but then corrected me. Yeah. Yeah. On something. Anyway. Can't have um, it both ways, man. I know, man. Watch yourself, Cronin. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was him. 
Yeah. So yeah. we have a little bit of, um, there's been a little bit of news popping up that uh, a lot of clickbait talking about Ben Affleck made Hans Zimmer quit superheroes. <laughs> now, uh, he did an interview, Hans Zimmer did. We all know he's retired. He was tired of doing superheroes. And um, he talks about in the interview that the Dark Knight trilogy to him and Chris Nolan was 12 years of their lives. 12 years. That's a lot of that's a lot of time. That, that's a, that's and, a fine um, commitment. Uh, also, I consider him retired in like a Celine Dion, George Strait kind of way. Yeah, he'll come back if he gets a good script. Yeah, we'll see him soon. <laughs> but uh, he said, um, what he said about Ben Affleck is just this. He says, it just did my brain in to have written Christian Bell as Batman. And suddenly it's Ben Affleck. And it felt like I was betraying everything Christian had done. So there's a certain amount of loyalty attached to those movies as well. And they said, it's interesting that the actor changes the way you do the music when it's the same character, but a different person under the cape and cowl. And Hans said, I spent months trying to come up with something for Ben. The Batman that I know, and the one I learned, is the one that Christian did. And Ben plays it differently. And I can't quite shake that off. For me, the Christian Bale character was always completely unresolved. It was always about that moment at the beginning of the first movie where he sees his parents getting killed. It was basically arrested development. The Ben character is more middle-aged. He seems to be grumpy as hell, but it didn't feel, but I didn't feel the pain that I felt in Christian's performance. And it was that pain that made me interested. And they asked, so you handed Batman off to Junkie XL? And he says, well, nearly. We did it together. Honestly, thinking about it, we really did do it together, and it was great having a partner in crime on this thing. And you can't have a better partner than, partner than Junkie. The guy is on fire constantly. He's one of the most creative people I know, and plus, he's as geeky as me. Hmm. So this isn't nearly this is not nearly as negative as people are making it out to be. The clickbait people are making out it out to be. This is just, I mean, Absolutely he had a certain not. yeah, no, like com- composers had an affinity for Christian. Especially on the like the Hans Zimmer level, that composers, uh, musicians have like they, they they see things a certain way. If you if you ask them to see things a, a different way, it, it may not go well. I mean, it, mm. especially if you spent twelve years crystallizing your your um your form of of talking about that person through music. Somebody mm. shows you a different version of that same person, and you're supposed to to use some of the themes and all that, and or maybe just abandon the entire thing and try try to it, I. Yeah, I can absolutely agree with him. Just that this would be weird. Mm-hmm. It would feel like yeah. abandoning something that you spent so much time developing. And I, yeah. I, I do like uh, the way he puts it. The partner in crime with Junkie XL. It's kind of like a handing the baton a little bit, or at least like helping yeah. him cope with the the new idea of it. It was something to get new ideas in. You know, it, it, he's just spent so much time transitioning that that Batman character that I like. I like there being an extra step. And I, I can even respect there being a moment where he just says, you know, screw it. I, I did my version. I'm out. I'm absolutely out. Yeah. Like, let's take it back to, to some old school people. Like, Bob Dylan hears Jimi Hendrix's version of All Along the Watchtower and goes, oh, it's, it's, it's uh, okay. That's, he does that that's, song now. That's his now. Or David Bowie hears the, the Kurt Cobain version of Man Who Sold the Moon. Oh, <laughs> okay. That's uh, man who sold the world. Man who sold the world. Yeah, sorry. And uh, that's uh, that's his song now. Mm-hmm. These things happen. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, last bit of news I have here. Uh, Jay Baruchel. I think that's how you say his name. I'm never sure. <laughs> we always try. Uh, you know, this is the cat who was on the the wonderful Judd Apatow short lived series Undeclared. He's been in a ton of. 
if he probably heard me say that, he'd be like, why would you point that out? And I'd be like, well, because it was my favorite thing you've ever done. <laughs> <clears throat> He's been in a ton of Jed Epitel movies. He's directing... Uh, and he co-wrote Goon, Last of the Enforcers, and he's report, uh, reprising a supporting role in the uh, as a uh, hockey superfan and Doug Glatt's best friend Pat in uh, from the Goon movie, the first one. And um, <clears throat> he's been, I mean, he's done a bunch of stuff. He's in How to Train Your Dragon, Man Seeking Woman, bunch of stuff. Yeah. And um, he was promoting Goon, Last of the Enforcers, and he was asked to name some of the recent films he re- really enjoyed. Uh, he talked about uh, Tom Ford's movie, Nocturnal Animals, and he called that gorgeous and compelling. And then he said, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, the Ultimate Edition, is probably the film I've seen the most from last year. I've watched it about seven times. Um, the interviewer... <laughs> The interviewer talked about how Snyder's uh, film has a really distinct vision as compared to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Jay says, thank you. This is what I said. Even when I saw the theatrical one and didn't love it, in its weakest moment, it has more choice, style, and commitment to it than the best moment in Civil War. Civil War, I can't tell you what it's about or who made it. You watch Batman v Superman, you know exactly what it's about. And he committed to a choice, and DC always does that. I think history's going to regard Batman v Superman as the world's most expensive indie film. <laughs> <laughs> that's, you know, I... That's a neat take. I don't normally include opinions from for people who didn't have anything to do with the thing, or, you know, just like base, random opinions... But that line, I think history is going to regard Batman v Superman as the world's most expensive indie film. I felt like that was the high note we had to leave this episode. That's on. fair, and and that might be true. <clears throat> and I I I appreciate that he goes specifically for the ultimate edition, the the director's cut or whatever. Um, yeah, I dig that. I really dig that. Not all about the Marvel hate, but you know. Uh, no, I, did I mean like I, I specifically know who was in charge of Civil War, and it felt like a Russo film. I, I, I don't know what to tell you, mm-hmm. but well, he says I don't know what Civil War was about. I'm kind of thinking the Batman v Superman. <laughs> <laughs> this was, I mean, this was Armageddon versus Deep Impact. Yeah. Uh, hello, sir. Were you aware? <laughs> Someone else made your movie. Oh, <laughs> such weird times when that shit happens. And just like with Armageddon and Deep Impact, one gained a lot of critical praise and the other one didn't. Right. So, anyway. <laughs> I enjoyed the quote. We have a giveaway update. We have a new uh, we have a new review on iTunes. This is by TMac420. I guess we, we, we know what he's doing while he's listening to the podcast. Probably. <laughs> Get Which, down, my friend. Would we be surprised? Get down. Would we be surprised? Not that I'm hating on it. No. I applaud. Go for it. You know you know uh, what he's not going to do? Get drunk and ruin someone's night. He's going to quietly sit around to someone's podcast and, 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 and you know, not interfere with anyone. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Um, but T-Max says, as it, this, <laughs> this is on iTunes, and his the title for his review is Rawr. I like where he's going with it. All right. The review is, what a fantastic podcast. Love these guys. A little biased, 
but how can you not be? Comic book movies rule. Whoop, whoop, XOXO, smiley face. That's solid. Yeah, that's solid. I don't know if he's saying that he's a little biased or we're a little biased. I actually, that's pretty ambiguous. I, I would be happy to, to hear some follow-up from this guy or girl. I don't I don't think we're that biased. I don't know what we're biased to or from. I mean, I guess we're bias, biased towards like comic book characters. I mean, I guess, but, you know. We're not even specifically, like, well, I, 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 I don't know. We are probably biased I toward mean, DC. But. Mm, I wouldn't say that. I am. I Not for me. You are. Not for me. I love Marvel and DC, honestly. Like, I, and, you know, not even, com- he says comic book movies rule. So, it's not like DC or Marvel is comic book, period. Yeah. So, I mean, and we just did a Logan review. So, I mean, how can we right. say uh, that, you know. But, you know, if you look at my shelf, I've got Blu-ray and DVD of Star Trek. I've got sliders. You know, I've got independent films, mm-hmm. westerns. I, I just, I love film and television, honestly. I, I've got all the seasons of MASH. Yeah. I have all of Gomer <laughs> Pyle USMC. <laughs> I mean, I have all of that 70s show, all of the Twilight Zone, the classic Twilight Zone. All of Seinfeld, all of Buffy, Angel, Firefly, you know? So, yeah. All of community. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm still missing. I'm missing season six, actually. I've Is got that all out of yet, Rocky. Way? Uh, I think it did just release recently. Okay. So We're just short of movie. All of married with children. All of lost. I mean, there, there's a lot are, going are on. Wide ranging. I know. I know. I've got a a, a whole <laughs> gluttonous list of things that are needlessly acquired. But it, I, I don't know whether... All right, all right, I say I'm biased toward DC. I'm not saying... And bias may not be the word. I lean toward. I enjoy the character slightly more. Um, it doesn't mean when I go watch any of the Marvel films that I'm not completely invested. It just, you know... Yeah. Like these guys a little more. They were nearer to my heart. My, now, that doesn't mean that I didn't go through a huge Spider-Man phase when I was like four. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, geez. I, I'm not going to say, you know, I didn't... I mean... Pretty much, I mean, Batman has always just been there for me, just always mainstay. Yeah. But um, you know, since about 1992, Wolverine's been a mainstay too. Yeah, yeah, he's always been he's always been close to my heart. So was Gambit though around that time. We all we yeah, all weird. we all love Remy. I you know I loved Remy. Yeah, I still remember Uncanny X Men 350. Joe Maggiera's last. Uh, See, I always leaned more towards the artists than I did the writers, even though, like, now in my older age, I like the, the writers more than I do the artists a lot of times. Yeah. But, we oh, man, the, when when uh, Remy's secret is, is exposed, what he did, how he led the, the marauders, you know, he, he led the Sinister's pack of evil mutants down into the Morlock tunnels to kill everybody. Mm. And he was, like, instrumental in, in causing the mutant massacre. Oh, man, that was a rough time. I could see that. That was a rough time. I can see that. But yeah, so well steeped in in, <laughs> in Marvel canon, let's say, um, <laughs> and yet still not interested in a standalone Venom movie. <laughs> <laughs> Just not. Yeah. Unless that that theory is true. Have you heard this theory that the Sony movie Life? Is actually a prequel, like a secret prequel to the. Venom oh, to the movie. yeah, I, I did see that around. Yeah, it's a pretty neat concept. It's a neat concept. I don't think Sony would be smart enough to do no, it. No, but it's a neat concept. I wouldn't put it past them to try to hurry up and do it now. It <laughs> would make a lot of sense. The only problem is, like, 
how how far does it go? Like Sony Sony gave back Spider Man. Like to what extent? I don't know how far the contract goes. I don't think they gave him back. They work in tandem. But like, like for instance, they're putting out an animated Spider Man movie. I think either I think sometime ne- uh, next year, maybe. Yeah, I've heard. Is it, is that it, has nothing to do with the MCU. Sure, but is, is Sony at the helm though, or or is it? Anyway, it, it's it's an IP. I don't know. How, I don't know what that contract is. I really don't know like to what extent yeah. they can share the character or anything. But even then, like it'd be cool to have this life movie that doesn't seem to have anything to do with it. That suddenly is a Venom movie, which would be kind of neat. But yeah, really, Venom without Spider Man, why do we care? That's what I've been wondering for years. But apparently, Marvel keeps cranking out Venom standalone com- uh, comics that have Venom in them. I don't understand. Right. I don't. I've never been a huge fa- fan of the character. But I've never been a huge fan of like mind control tropes. Well, I mean, he looks cool, but I just yeah, he looks don't awesome. Care. I just don't care. Well, I don't know that he was necessarily like a mind control trope either, though. Like the symbiont always like he just brought out like the worst of the person. Like like with Eddie, uh, I almost said Eddie Phone. With Eddie Brock, he just like <laughs> fed off of the revenge, like the anger and like the feelings of wanting to take vengeance on uh, on Peter Parker, and uh, just created like an anti-hero type character. Like Eddie Brock had a heart, and he had you know there was good in him, and they've kind of played him as the villain, they played him as an anti-hero, but I've just never been too interested in the character, honestly. Um, and I, you and, know, and I didn't. That's not far enough removed from mind control for me to really get too interested. Uh, it, it's just augmentation. It's, I wouldn't say it's mind control, but still, it's never been an interesting I, I, concept Again, to me. it's just not far enough removed. That's all. That's all. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, hmm. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to say about it other than that. Yeah. Uh, which is, I think, maybe the problem with Venom. I just don't give a crap. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I know some people... Lo- I, he looks cool. His powers are cool. That's all I got. Yeah. Um, but then so, after that, just... Eh. Um... Along the same line, I think that is all I have for the DCU episode. We're going to be coming right back with the DC TV news. If you'd like to stick around for it, if you'd like to listen to it, see what's happening in television and home video, there's some really cool stuff happening in home video. I'm going to talk about it right up front. Um, until then, though, we are DC on screen. You can find every episode at DCOnScreen.com. You can find us on Instagram and Stitcher. Sorry, Instagram and Stitcher. Instagram and Twitter at DC on screen, one word. You can find us I mean, on iTunes on and Stitcher. Stitcher. We are on Stitcher, absolutely. Um, if you want to be a part of the uh, the giveaway um, where you get a $15 trade paperback, Blu-ray or DVD, 1 in 10 win, you'll be thrown into the drawing. One more review. One more review and we get to give away another thing. Yeah. So hurry up and be that last person to jump in and give a review. Um, I'm not sure, but we've talked about this maybe being the last review. Giveaway. Yeah, I think I think this is the uh, the wrap up on that. You think it's that? Yeah, that's what I, I was think so. thinking. But now so, you um, you have a a 10% chance outright, not a 10% chance minus the chance <clears throat> that others will participate. Now you are the final say. Yeah. Just hop in there, get in, get your vote in, might win. Yeah. So do that, and um. Until next time, keep some DC on your screen. You know what drives you, what inspires you. You know why you're here today, thinking about your education and your career. But do you know how to get where you're going? 
Indiana Wesleyan University is a place where your dreams and goals are known, where you're pushed to excel, and you're supported beyond graduation day. Explore our tuition guarantee, our faith-integrated coursework, and more than 100 online degree programs. See how it's possible at IWUisHow.com. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxwain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.